We specialize helping people with an established business that are selling something high ticket because the math just makes sense, right? If you're selling something that's say five grand a month or you have an offer that's five grand, you don't need that many people buying to make a ton of money, right? And so if you start thinking like that, it becomes more important who's seeing your videos rather than the sheer number. And I think so many people are just so obsessed. I think TikTok is the big reason for this. And that's the big reason why I'm not a massive fan of TikTok is because everyone is just so obsessed with the numbers, not what the numbers mean. Whereas I feel like YouTube, there's so much more value in terms of what those numbers actually are. We have clients that are getting 10 to 50K views per month that are making tens of thousands of dollars in revenue off of that traffic, right? It, whereas if that was just from AdSense, they're making like a few hundred bucks max. So it's just a totally different game. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode of Millennial Entrepreneur. The ambition of the podcast is to show relatable stories from young entrepreneurs doing some incredible things to inspire the next generation, including you listening wherever you are. We've been doing this podcast for over three years and the ambition has not changed. The only thing that has changed is the scale of where we want to go. We want to bring on bigger guests for you guys to show more and more relatable and inspiring stories from young entrepreneurs across the world. The majority of you guys listening haven't subscribed to the podcast yet. All you have to do is click that subscribe button wherever you're listening on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now allow us to bring on bigger guests and ask the questions to them that you really want to hear. And it really is that simple. So thank you again for clicking on the podcast and enjoy the episode. Hey Ben, welcome to the podcast again. How are you? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me back. It's an honor and I'm excited. I think you are actually the first guest that's been that's been on the podcast twice. So that is, yeah, it's, we've recorded like over 120 episodes and you're the first one that's come back for a second. Damn, man, that's awesome. So we, we better make it good then. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess like what's happened, what's been changed in the last, like, I guess, two years since we last spoke. A lot, man. Uh, with everyone sees it with how much social has changed, I would say it just changes. It's a space that changes so rapidly. So I think the offering of uh, my agency, the content that I create has changed dramatically. And also the strategies that are working on platforms. And also we'll dive into this, I'm sure, but what people think works versus what translates into business and money is so dramatically different. And I think there is a lot of really bad information in there that hopefully we can clarify. I'd say within the last two years, what's really changed is the rise of, of short form content. It's like that's, that's been the biggest rise. And we'll obviously talk about that later on in, in the episode. But I guess before we jump in, I do want to obviously say the um the the big like i started my podcast because i watched your long form content so it's quite interesting like you got you've been being back for the second time um i you know i was watching your content for a long time started my podcast with a lot of the the, the teachings that you got that you had on your on your youtube channel and the youtube channel was like recently surpassed 100k subscribers right so massive yes, congratulations just passed. yeah thank you man I, I still have the plaque i haven't opened it yet but it's right it's right there Oh, fair enough. Do you want to open it right now? <laughs> <laughs> Exclusive. I'll yeah. the box. Just this. Still, still freshly wrapped. Oh shit! Yeah, fair enough. That's cool. I've heard. I've heard the metal isn't actually metal. I've heard it's actually actually plastic. It probably is. They yeah. give it to you for free. <laughs> so yeah, it probably is. But uh, when I open metal, it, I'll though. let you know. So okay, let's jump in first because I really want to like talk about. I guess but there's a lot of different things that have changed in the last two years and. A lot of a lot of opportunities has also arisen in the last two years, and so I guess the first thing is I want to really talk about YouTube as a business channel because that's what your agency is really going into. And I guess like a lot of people, the last time you were on the podcast, we talked about YouTube as more of a personal branding thing, whereas now I really want to focus on people listening to this podcast have businesses themselves or want to start a business. How can they leverage YouTube to to their advantage here? YouTube 
is easily the most effective and valuable platform out there to create content on. It just is harder to get right. And it's very much an all or nothing thing. So if you don't know how to do YouTube and you don't have the right strategy, you could be creating content forever and get no traffic. Whereas other platforms, if you make enough content, you're typically going to get some form of traffic. And that's why so many people get discouraged. But I always push YouTube so hard. And that's why we've made it our core offering with our agency because it translates to so much money typically because it's very high value and high intent traffic. So regardless of what business you have, you can be going right to the source of the people that want your content. And they came to you, which is amazing because that whole dynamic is now dramatically different. And because of long form nature, there's a psychological difference because they consciously chose to watch it. But also with them spending more time in there naturally as humans, if you spend more time with someone and they're providing you value, you grow to like them and trust them. And that is massive. So that changes like the whole interaction with them from a sales process into just an onboarding process. If you have a business, they make the decision for themselves through the content. So I think that YouTube is so slept on and that's why we don't have much competition, which I'm not saying everyone go create an agency, but like uh, it's, it's, it's so valuable. Cause when, when people think about YouTube and they think about money and like the link between the two, they always think, I mean, even for me, I think about AdSense, right? Like I think about, you know, more views equates to, you know, the ad, the ad revenue, and that's how you generate money on this. However, what you're saying is the think about it in a different way. 1000%. And I would say that the vast majority of people are in the exact same thought pattern as you are. And I was, to be honest, when I first started like five or six years ago, because it's just an obvious translation, like you do this, you get this many views, and then you, you're compensated like this. But there's so much more value in having something to sell to the people you're trying to reach. And that's why we specialize helping people with an established business that are selling something high ticket because the math just makes sense, right? If you're selling something that's say five grand a month or you have a, a, a an offer that's five grand, you don't need that many people buying to make a ton of money, right? And so if you start thinking like that, it becomes more important who's seeing your videos rather than the sheer number. And I think so many people are just so obsessed. I think TikTok is the big reason for this. And it's a big reason why I'm not a massive fan of TikTok is because everyone is just so obsessed with the numbers, not what the numbers mean. Whereas I feel like YouTube, there's so much more value in terms of what those numbers actually are. We have clients that are getting 10 to 50K views per month that are making tens of thousands of dollars in revenue off of that traffic, right? It, whereas if that was just from AdSense, they're making like a few hundred bucks max. So it's just a totally different game. That's insane because yeah, even even brands now, like they're, they've seen TikTok grow, they've seen the numbers grow. That's that's the more important thing. They've seen audiences shift to to that space. And so maybe not shift, but more just like there's more activity there. Shifting implies like people are moving around. But yeah, so loads of brands are putting in a lot of money into growing their TikTok and having a TikTok presence. What like I'm assuming they have a place, like both both like long form and short form have a place in 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 sort of business activity. Totally agree. But I, I would say that you should really view short form more so as a top of funnel tool. It is still something that can reach a mass audience. But with that, the quality of the traffic diminishes pretty dramatically. So, and the topics that will also go viral diminish dramatically too, right? So if you're in a very concentrated niche, the likelihood of a short form content piece going viral for you is really, really unlikely. So, so many people are obsessed with chasing numbers that aren't even possible to acquire. That's why so many people, I find it so funny how ignorant a lot of people are when they consume content because they just think, oh, this video about puppies got 10 million views. So like, that's what a good video looks like. But if you're talking about, let's say, I don't know, something boring or less boring, less exciting, sorry, like 
I don't know how to decorate your desk or something like that. Like there's nowhere near the size of the audience. So the potential audience size really matters. So you could be spending so much time creating short form content, trying to get that viral push. That's just not there to be had. Whereas if you had invested that time into long form content, it's more of a slow and steady approach, but the traffic's going to be way, way more valuable and can help you compound faster. So I think that there is a place for both, but don't fall in love with short form just because of that dopamine hit that it can get from one video going viral. Cause what did it really mean for you? Right? Like so many people who I talk to, even if they had a viral video, I'm like, okay, so what did you make off that? Or like, what came from that? And nine times out of 10, if not more, nothing, right? Like I mean, you, sheer just you had dopamine. a, you had a viral video as well, right? Like you had on, on TikTok. I remember this, like, yeah. um, I've had, it was I've about had two or three good, a million plus. Yeah, yeah. And what did that sort of equate to you in terms of any sort of revenue? Nothing and, and nothing really. It's just a proof. I guess there was a trickle down effect because I could point to that video when people were coming on as clients and it was social proof that I knew what I was talking about. But you, but you had an agency, like you had, a, yes. you had a business for people to kind of go there. And, and even still, it's not like, it's not direct association, is it? No, it's a far longer process. And bec- you also have to think about the consumption patterns, right? So not only is the value of the traffic and the intent so different, the consumption patterns are so dramatically different from long versus short form. When you sit down for an hour, and watch short form content, you are consuming hundreds, if not thousands of pieces of content. How could one possibly have the impact to make you make an impactful decision? It's almost impossible. Whereas if you sit down for an hour of YouTube, you're probably watching, I don't know, max 20, 25 pieces of content. It's so different, the the opportunity for impact. And usually of those 25, a bunch of them are from the same creator, right? So that, that those touch points are just so different. It's, it's just not the same. So I think that I'm, I'm kind of glad that so many people are just chasing this BS over on the short form space because we're sitting over here in long form being like, okay, yeah, do your thing. We'll, we'll take all the cash and, and when the valuable traffic. I think that honestly, that's the, that's the reason why so many people chase it is, is that dopamine hit. Because, it's real, man. Because, because, I mean, even for like business owners, they're like, oh, we've got this many numbers on, on TikTok. But, and they, they, some of them equate to like followers and stuff, but they're not. I mean, TikTok doesn't use followers as, as like part of the algorithm as, as heavily as it would I mean, even Instagram doesn't do it as much anymore. All the platforms for short form are shifting away from follower ranking. And it's now purely merit-based for the video itself. So they view every video independently. So a brand new page has a similar opportunity to go viral on every single video as an established page, which is crazy. And it's great for us and small creators. But you're totally right. Like it doesn't really oftentimes equate to anything, especially most people don't have it lined up to equate to anything. But the whole viral opportunity is so addictive. And these platforms know that. That's why they'll, they'll naturally give you a video. And they've come out and said that sometimes they heat and cool videos by a specific person doing that. So like they'll literally be like, it's built in to keep you addicted. And I've seen it. So for example, I didn't sleep the, like the nights my shit goes viral because you're so hopped up on dopamine. You keep refreshing it. You keep refreshing it. Yeah, yeah I, know, I, know, I know. And I had the exact same experience where one of my employees, he just had a... Instagram reels go viral and he's been so much less productive this week. And I know it's because he's constantly looking in at the comments. I'm certain of it. He's like been far less responsive. So it's like his, his work productivity is dipping and this happens everywhere because of a video that got him nothing. Like it didn't help him in his job. It didn't do anything for him. It's just sure vanity. So it's like, that's the trap. It's the short form content is fantastic for the platforms. It's great. It keeps people on there, 
It's not so good for the creators at all. And this isn't just for like individuals. This is also for businesses. This is on a business scale 100%. as well. Yeah, it's not, I just want to like make it relatable to people listening. It's, it's, it's also like relatable to whatever business you're trying to grow with it. I think it's almost more so for businesses because as a business owner, you're doing this to make money. So if you're not thinking about the money being made from your outputs in terms of time, effort, and money and attention, then what are you doing, right? Like it, it doesn't really help you at all. You're just wasting your own time. Ben, what about what about like lower lower sort of value in terms of like maybe a B2C brand that's doing say maximum sort of like $10, $20 tickets rather than what you mentioned before of like a $5,000 ticket because would TikTok potentially as like a B2C product work better on, on say short form content rather than long form? Yes, yeah, so I think TikTok can be valuable for anyone. Any platform can be. But I think you're right. It's different kinds of things. I think experiential things do really, really well on TikTok because it's kind of like a show and tell platform. I'm just thinking in terms of like ROI, in terms of not just viewership and and like followers. I'm thinking more in terms of like the bottom line, like how many people actually, jet, like how many people were ordered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that can be massive. And I, transactions do go down on TikTok for sure. We just don't focus as much time and effort on short form because- it's harder to, to make a ton of money and offer that as a service. If you're creating this content for yourself or if you have a brand and whatnot already established, then totally, I think it's a great platform. Like I, I think that it's probably the best platform for products $100 or under. It's probably the best, right? People make purchases all the time. There's that hashtag, TikTok made me buy it. It's everywhere. And for local businesses, I think it's getting better and better as a platform because they're integrating more location features. So I, I do think there is absolutely a place for it. I just think a lot of people are trying to force it to be something it's really not or view it incorrectly. So which sort of businesses like would that longer form YouTube strategy kind of work for? Every business, but how it works for them and the time and attention they should put into it is completely different. If you're selling something high ticket, you should work with someone like us because the potential value of traffic is so high. If you are someone who's selling something that's lower ticket, I still think everyone should have a YouTube channel because of how easy it is to rank within YouTube search. So if you learn YouTube SEO, which you can learn in a weekend, it's that simple, especially when you're going after less competitive things. So everyone knows that YouTube is a search engine. It's actually the second largest search engine on the planet. Google owns it. The benefit of that is if you rank within YouTube search, you're going to rank within Google search. And so, so many people are spending so much money fighting for SEO positions, either paid or organic, when they get there so much easier by making a video because no one makes the video, right? So if there's a hundred coffee shops in my town, how many of them are making YouTube videos? I'd guess zero. So if you make that, you can now rank within Google with, with that video that some people below you are paying so much money to be there. So I, I think you should go outline and spend a few weekends. What are all the high purchase intent keywords associated to your business? And then go make videos exactly targeting that. The reason why you want to do this is because YouTube, when it's a video or a search term that is searched often, they're smart enough to know, okay, this search has this kind of intent. So when you type that in something that's very popular, oftentimes the video is not going to be titled exactly the way that you typed it in because they know the intent behind it and they can actually figure out viewer satisfaction from the videos that they've ranked there. Whereas if it's lower competition things, which would be the case for any of these local businesses, it's purely keyword matching. So if you find out the keywords that are associated with high likelihood to purchase from you and you go make videos targeting that, just by making those videos talking about that subject matter and then titling it exactly or including the exact keyword that you wanna rank for, you'll rank Regardless, instantly. Regardless of how many subscribers you have, regardless of how many views that video's got. 
instantly because there's going to be almost no competition. So you'll rank one to three if you just do the fundamentals correctly and you can stay there for years. And like I said, you can also rank in Google at the exact same time for those keywords. So think about the value of that and the benefit now too, man, I didn't even think about this until now is that you can also achieve this same sort of result with a short. So like you could literally go like this. And if you understand the keywords you're trying to go after, you could make the short by holding the phone in your hand, film it in 60 seconds, and now have traffic that could bring you thousands of dollars in recurring business over the next year or two. What are the sort of like tools, I guess, in terms of like the SEO YouTube analysis? Like, do, do, do you still use the same sort of traditional ones that you would for like Google SEO, like SEMrush and all those other ones? Or are you using like specific ones for YouTube? So my favorite and go-to ones are vidIQ. But vidIQ typically... There is a bit of an art form, I will say this. There's a bit of an art form for understanding how to find keywords because there's usually only enough data for them to suggest keywords if there's enough search volume, right? So it's mm. kind of like a, a, a bit of a paradox there because you have to think about what would someone be typing in and if there's not a ton of people typing it in, they may not give you metrics for that. So you kind of have to get creative in terms of maybe there's not hundreds of people, but if, even if there's 10 people per month, if all those people find you, that's very po positive for your business. Mm. So the first place I would just think is, Ask yourself, you're the business owner, what are all the questions that someone would ask before they make a purchase, right? Like what kind of videos and content would they want to see? And then tools you can use for if you want specific metrics are vidIQ, which is decent. And then I also use Keywords Everywhere, which is a Chrome plugin. It used to be completely free, but somebody bought it and made it paid. Uh, it's it's quite affordable because it works on the credit system where like they tell you yeah, how yeah, many, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's fairly straightforward. That's an option too. Um, and you can, also, you can also just use the YouTube search bar too. So basically, mm -hmm. if you just go in and start typing in a keyword or a phrase into the YouTube search bar, whatever auto-populates, it's there because pre people are searching for that. So that's and an then if you search one. it and then like not much comes up, then then you probably know this is a good video to make. Yeah, absolutely. There, there will always be search results because YouTube will try to give you something. Yeah, yeah But whenever there's not something specifically targeted, that's a great indication that you should make that video because if you yeah. do, anybody who searches it's going to see you. See, what I didn't think before, and you mentioned that, like even even like geographical businesses, whether like so local coffee shop or whatever, that that's still worth doing a YouTube strategy for because a lot you see a lot of like coffee shops or whatever like doing TikTok videos and they get a lot of views. And I always think about it like they do like um, I don't know doing different shapes on on like doing a latte or whatever. There's 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 some cool things that they can do, but like. I, they always get a lot of views and a lot of um, comments and things, but I just always think how many people actually convert into like regular customers for them. I'm sure it does lead to things, but you're with the, the short form, it's, it's a hamster wheel. You constantly have to be running to keep it going. Whereas a long form content, yes, it's probably going to be less viewers, but it's far less passive once you've done it. So you could have a solid YouTube strategy that you could execute in a month and not have to touch it again for a few years and it still equate to a ton of business. Obviously, the more you put in, the more you're going to get out. But if you go and capture and dominate what I call digital real estate in terms of these high intent keywords, that can become so valuable for your business. And it didn't take that much work. See, this is the thing I feel like puts businesses off. And it puts me off as well as a business owner. I'll be, I'll completely be real with you. Is that when you, if you put resource into TikTok, you know that if the video is, is pretty good, like there is a decent chance that you'll get a lot of views. And in your mind, that's like an indicator of success. Where And we've already spoken about that. Whereas for YouTube, a lot of the time you won't get that many views like for a, for a video that you feel like you've done a lot of work for, you're very proud of. You might get say, I don't know, less than a hundred views on that video if it's, if it's a good day, if you're just starting out. So like, do you think that puts people off or is that just sort of like, I, I don't know, have you seen that? 
all the time, man. That's the, I'd say that's the biggest thing that hold people, hold people back. And it's just a totally different growth trajectory, which is kind of like a moat, which I think which I love because it stops most people that aren't serious from even trying or, or when they try, they quit. So the, the growth trajectory on short form is like a steady incline, right? Whereas YouTube, especially if you don't know what you're doing is so slow, but then once it catches and, you, and YouTube knows who to show your content to, it just goes flatline up. Like it goes, it goes way higher. It's so much faster because they know who to show your content to. So it's just a totally different approach to it, but it, it's so worth it. And I see it all the time for those that stick to it. And, and why I'm saying for even maybe a low investment to it is that you can just let it sit, like let it ride. And even if it only gets a hundred views, if it took you 30 minutes, if someone looked for a long form piece of content and they watched it, they're going to come in and buy from you. They're only searching that because they want to buy and they want to buy now. So, and think about the long term of that, right? So it's very positive. So let's let's break this down a little bit more for the last sort of like ten minutes or so. Like, so business owners listening right now, like seriously, they want to they want to go ahead with this YouTube strategy. What is what is the sort of step by step? Like, what should they, what should they be looking at in terms of like making content? What sort of content? I know it's obviously different per business, but like general sort of like best practices. What should they be doing right now? Step number one is figure out who you're actually like, who your customer is, who you're trying to sell to, and all the kind of questions, thoughts, concerns, feelings that they have before they make a purchase, and then what kind of things would they be typing into a search bar to try to make that purchasing decision easier or feel better to them. From there, I would then spend a bit of time learning YouTube SEO and how to figure out how to find these specific keywords. Then I would spend a bit of time just looking at titles and thumbnails and seeing what is a solid title and thumbnail. So if you go go watch any sort of similar video that is ranking, getting in views, you can learn the fundamentals very, very quickly. Basically, I'll give you a few right now. Don't spam it with text. You don't want it very text heavy. You want the title and thumbnail to be complementary to each other. Uh, so like they should feed off of each other. And you, uh, you just want to look somewhat professional. Apart from that, you're going to be fine, especially if you're not competing in very competitive spaces. Anything's going to do fairly well. Then I would outline all of the keywords or all the videos that you want to make. Go make them run and gun, either vertical or horizontal, depending on how or, you want to make both. it. Or both. That's yeah. even better. I would prefer you do that. <laughs> so do both. And then post them out there and let them sit. And even if you spent a weekend, like it, it will bring you some results if you do the things that I mentioned previous, all the steps to, to figure out what to make before you actually make it, it will absolutely bring you results. If you're super serious about this, then the strategy would obviously change. You'd want to understand the nuances and all of these things. But if you get those four or five points I just mentioned down, even mostly, I can mm -hmm. guarantee you, you'll get some results. And when you say results, you mean not necessarily views, but people converting into either customers from like a service or product. So views, but how many views is totally relative, right? So that, that totally depends, but all of those views will be high value. So it's, it's I view it like pay traffic that you don't have to pay for because you know how targeted it is. It's as targeted as a Google ad would be, right? But it's something you didn't pay for and it sits there and lives forever. Another piece that I can't believe I haven't mentioned to this point is the content lifespan. On YouTube, we're talking years, like two to five years a video can rank and stay there, getting the same amount of views month over month over month. On TikTok, what's the content lifespan? A few days, a week, maybe max a month. Same for every other short form platform. So it's just a totally different ball game. And if you're a business owner, you should be thinking in terms of years and decades, not in terms of tomorrow, right? And so why not? Why wouldn't you have a tool that can be sitting there passively bringing in customers, views, and, and, and people that are going to love your brand? 
while you just sit there. And I guess like another thing is obviously trying to work out the user flow of like when people come to your video, how do you convert them? Like, do you put a call to action at the end of the video? Like what's, or do you just like, is it more inf informational? Like what's the sort of like for that one video or like that series of videos? Like what, what is the sort of structure? Again, it would totally depend on what you are selling for us in the agency. We deal with a very specific client, right? So they sell a high ticket service. Uh, they're either a coach, a consultant, they have an established business and they know exactly who they're trying to sell to. And so the funnel would totally depend on who that person is. This is where we would lean on them a bit. We do provide some funnel consulting, but you definitely would do want to make it as streamlined as possible and always have a value ladder, right? So if you're selling something very expensive, you typically want to justify that expense in terms of, of the, not only the delivery of the service or product, but also like the, the experience, right? So if someone's spending, they're going to drop like 15, 20 K on a service, you got to talk to them more naturally. The sales process has to be far more robust. So building that out is something you should absolutely do beforehand. But if it's a coffee shop, why wouldn't it be, I would just throw in like a coupon, like say, since you watched this, if you come in and say this at the store, we'll give you 15% off on your, on your purchase today, uh, or your first one, then, you know, you build rapport with that customer. They're definitely going to come back. And now you know that they came from YouTube. It's a really good point. It's a really good point. So we've talked about all of that stuff. I guess like the last thing I want to end on is the mistakes that you've seen businesses make when they do, when they start implementing these YouTube strategy. So I think that they have goals that a creator should have. So they view themselves as Mr. Beast. And Mr. Beast is not like you, the business owner. Mr. Beast is an entertainment company. He's like Disney. And so you wouldn't expect as many people to watch your videos as a Marvel movie. So why are you expecting the same kind of views on your content? I guess that's more about like KPI definition, isn't it? It's like you, it's the same thing with like an indicator of success for, for TikTok is, is views. Whereas you as a business should be focusing on conversion rates you'd be focusing on like you know customer acquisition so i completely agree with you but yeah for some reason because youtube it, everyone just looks at views subscribers uh, uh, yeah things get, get misaligned i feel i can't tell you how little they matter though right the example that i've mentioned a bunch of times we have people in our business that are how little the views the matter the views only matter if, if, if who they are right and, and so like we see it time and time again, people are getting very little traffic from an outsider's perspective. Like someone would comment saying this video has no views, but yet that video led to hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue, right? Like that's, that's the total difference is you should need to change your lens on what value is to you. And if you're a business owner, the only value you should care about is how does this impact your brand and your business? And I would argue with anyone that it's easier to achieve this over a long period with long form content. Uh, like, I just think the impact is so different. I think, again, there's places for both, but I think you should absolutely be doing both. Any other, any other mistakes that you've seen? So like that, so that's, that's one like KPI sort of misalignment, I guess, like defining KPIs in, in a business sense and not getting distracted by Mr. Beast, the side men, and just like, yeah, getting, getting focused on that. Any, any other ones that you've seen? I think you should have a brief understanding of, of all the things that I've talked about a little more in depth, right? So do do the research so that you know the nuance of what it looks like for the right strategy for you, right? It's, it's like if you're cooking something, the recipe you have is going to dictate what you, what you make, right? And so you need to figure out what the recipe is for your desired outcome. And so you have to invest one of two ways. Either you invest your time to go learn this stuff yourself, or you invest into someone who, like me who can come in and consult and explain this stuff to you over an hour and then be like, hey, here now, go execute. The choice is yours. Either one will absolutely work, but as a business owner, you have to decide what's more value for you valuable for you, your time or the money that you'd invest. But do one of the two, because like I've mentioned so many times is that YouTube 
typically you either get success or you don't. There's very little in between. And so if you can, you can dramatically improve the likelihood that you'll get results doing one of those two things. And that's why I get so frustrated when people say that YouTube is luck. YouTube is not luck. If that was luck, how are constantly people in this space, ourselves included, creating channels and growing each one faster and faster as it's so saturated, right? Like it's just not right. It's just so many people don't know how to do it. So if you figure that out, cheat code. Last question for me, because I have heard this, yeah. is, is YouTube dead? No, God, no. Have you heard that? I, I've heard that a few times. Yeah, because people are stupid. <laughs> that's, that's why. Like, because much like the things we've talked about, there's far less people that are getting a ton of views. So people just equate, oh, that's what success is. I think it's just shifting, right? For you as a podcaster, there's so much value for being on YouTube. There's so much value for everyone being on YouTube. Just look like follow the money. They're not going anywhere. And I think they're only going to get better as podcasts become more and more part of their ecosystem. So no, they're not going anywhere. If I had to bet on any platform, I would bet on YouTube largely because they're also owned by Google, which is a huge advantage. But but yeah, I don't think they're going anywhere. I would, and if I had to put a flag down and, and build my business or brand on one platform, it would 100% be YouTube every single time. That's an amazing note to end on. Ben, thank you so much again for coming on the podcast uh, for a second time. It's been an absolute pleasure. And hopefully in the next two years or whatever, when you, when you next come on, we'll talk about how you know platforms have changed. What's the next sort of like wave, what, what business owners should be focusing on. And uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be even better at that point. So Ben, thank you so much. Absolutely, man. Yeah, hopefully next time I'm on, you'll have one of those plaques and hopefully I'll have a gold one. <laughs> a metal metal one, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Ben. Chat to you soon. Sounds good. <laughs>